bowels of One Half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Real Country Radio. We don't play nothing but real country music. Coming up now, we're going to start off the set with... In the morning. Everybody's doing it. Pull you up a chair and listen to this. I'm gonna need someone to help me. I'm gonna need somebody's I'm gonna need someone to hold me down. I'm gonna need someone to care. I'm gonna rise and shake my body. I'll start pulling out my hair. I'm gonna cover myself with the ashes of you. And nobody's gonna give a damn. Son of a bitch! Thursday, September, September, February 8th. What the hell am I thinking about? You know what it is? Distracted. Snowpocalypse is coming. Do you know they named this goddamn thing Winter Storm Mateo? When the fuck did we start naming Winter Storms? 
Didn't we used to just call this shit February? Didn't we used to have balls? Just deal with it? Now we gotta name it? Somehow humanize the damn thing so that we can have a cathartic experience of expressing our frustration and outrage at what old man winter and mother nature have conspired to spawn upon us? What a bunch of bullshit. Anyway, just me again here in studio tonight. Got a busy program in store for you. But before we get to that, I must mention Dirty Hooker Diesel, our sponsor for the Pulling Radio Network and us right here at Sidetracked this week, offering you truck pulling weight bracket for your 2001 through 2010 Chevy and GMC 2500 HD trucks. It bolts in where your front tow hooks would go. There's a set of receivers that can go right in there, and then you have an easily quick detached front weight bracket for going and attacking the pulling track. comes also with a removable tow hook, powder-coated to specification. Just get a hold of Tony and the boys, 989-479-0444, or surf dirtyhookerdiesel.com for your Chevy front truck pulling weight bracket, $499. Get you some. And also, we must mention uh, Diesel Freak. Upcoming events, Mike Sturgill, who you've heard on the show before, he is doing an event this coming May 18th through 20th. If you've ever been on YouTube, you've seen the videos of the uh, semi-trucks racing uphill, both uh, loaded and unloaded. Well, for the first time ever, that type of racing is going to take place here in the United States. It's going to happen in northern lower Michigan at Onaway Speedway, weekend of May 18th through 20th. And... Wade and Ryan alone at Diesel Freak have got their white Kenworth entered in this event. They're going to go do some racing against some of the best Canadians. Yes. And uh, see what they could do. Anyway, let's uh, move on to events of the week. Uh, last week, several things going on. Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Things were pretty calm down there. A successful event, of course. Uh, really, the only uh, drama to come out of there was uh, the, <laughs> the bitching the bitching in light limited super stock uh, about diesel turbos and um, tell you what I'm getting a little bit tired of it LLSS was uh, supposed to be such a good class um, everybody kind of got along and and maybe maybe it's just some squawking of certain individuals and in, on the message boards and on Facebook and what have you but god I'm getting sick and tired of the bullshit and bitching about turbo sizes for diesels and uh, also uh, weight breaks within light limited super stock y'all just need to get your house in order and figure this shit out because uh it's getting a really 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 tiresome to have to listen to all this crap all the time uh you know it's just Whoa. sickening sickening You're angry. we can do better than this uh also in ocala florida a decent turnout down there for that event uh, i know uh, will witt was down there filming it so i'm looking forward to seeing the video come back of uh, the goings on there and see what he has to, to show for things down there. The, the smoke machine that I thought was going to be a part of the program wasn't based on some of the clips I did see. Neither were the swamp boats. So maybe they just decided to uh, tough it out and deal with all the mosquitoes and uh, chase them out with good old-fashioned diesel smoke. And that brings us to events for the VTPA at Shipshawana, Indiana. Um, I think the antique pullers came out of the weekend pretty happy with what happened um but the big show on saturday night and i think friday night there really wasn't much of one not much in the way of turnout the track was garbage uh, the facility looks great it's a brand new facility there but some questionable decision making i feel on 
how they ran the track. Now, during the daytime, the antiques, you're running two tracks. I understand why you'd have to start in the arena area and then pull towards the big roll-up doors. And let's be honest, there's not huge crowds to come and, and watch antique pulling. There just isn't. There never will be. Um, you know, it's just it's the nature of the beast. You don't it. like it? It's just, uh, it, you know, but turning it around for the big show would have been a good idea and have them pull actually towards the crowd, start back in behind those doors and go the proper way. Doesn't make any sense. My ass, you don't like it. Why they didn't do that the right way. Um, again, I wasn't there, so I'm second guessing, and hindsight's always 2020, but I think a uh, real improvement could have been made in terms of the show to go the other direction. Food for thought. They've got another event coming, uh, I believe it is this weekend, out towards Virginia. Uh, it's going to, I think actually this snowstorm bullshit is going to help them because NATPA is scheduled out in Waterloo, Iowa this weekend. In fact, that's where Drew is. He left today uh, because of the snow to try and get out there. Uh, he's announcing out there at that event. I think the, the, the shit weather is going to keep some of the eastern pullers from traveling all the way to Iowa, and instead they'll choose to go uh, show up at that event. So we'll see. It's a big we'll see. Um, I know there's some excitement around VTPA for the chance to go pulling in Louisville and admittedly in Broadbent, not in Freedom Hall, but still carries with it some of the cachet and importance of, uh, of doing that. So I guess I can sort of understand why people would do that. Um, but early, early returns, um, I'll give it a big incomplete. Uh, something that came to light uh, about the... Mean Gene Tractor, it had been bought by the Roberts family in Kentucky, and they were, I was under the impression that it was going to be a restoration job. And uh, now, found out after listening to some podcasts earlier this week and some comments on Facebook that that's not in fact the case. They are going to be going with a new component chassis, and Lustics are building an engine for it. And really, the only thing that's going to get reused of the old Mean Gene is the bodywork, and uh, it's going to be a new... V8 lights or V8 uh, open super stock. Boring. I was really looking forward to seeing the thing get restored and, and uh, bought the t-shirts, cool looking t-shirt and, and thinking that we we're going to see a window into the past, but apparently not the case. On the other hand, they're the ones who spent the money. Uh, they bought the thing, so they're entitled to, to do what they want and it's theirs, uh, so they, they can do it. It's fine. This week, um, of course, we're heading into the weekend, Waterloo, Iowa, NATPA. Uh, Drew will have uh, some updates on that, but um, there's also Max Cackle has the Winter Nationals in Tulare, California on Wednesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Ah, damn it! Kind of sucks if you got uh, somebody in your life who isn't into pulling, but uh, there you are. And I did see Brian Lonis from Bankshift is uh, on site at the NHRA Winter Nationals in Pomona, California. And their Lucas Oil has a booth down there, orange and modified pulling tractor in the booth at NHRA. And I got to believe that is the, the Max Cackle tractor, or, or one of them, uh, in with that group, hopefully promoting what they're going to be doing in Tulare next Wednesday. All of that, though, still pales in comparison to National Farm Machinery Show. We will be there. Drew will be there all week. I will be there uh, Wednesday and Thursday, along with the rest of the PRN crew, and uh, trying to put on a 
a good show for everybody every day. Um, interviews with various people throughout the course of the week, and names you know, names you may not know. We're going to try and introduce you to some new folks as we go. To find out more about where you can find us this summer, please surf the website, www.sidetrackproductionsinc.com. Um, there's a schedule there. There's a bio page that we are slowly getting filled out. Uh, and, and the updates page where you can go to find this podcast that you're listening to now, updates and more, plus some of our uh, window into the past, some of the historical stuff that I've been working on. Um, plenty of videos to come uh, out of the video archives, stuff that I can share with you. Unfortunately, there is more that I can't because I don't hold the rights to it. Maybe someday, to be determined. Uh, where does that leave us on the list? A couple more things I wanted to talk about. Um, Saturday night, I uh, went to Monster Jam Ford Field here in Detroit and um, hadn't been to see a, a big monster truck show in, it's, it's got to be 20 years or more. It was the Silverdome was the last time I went. And it was at, the, at a particular point in time when the new long suspension travel trucks were fairly new. Um, they did get around quite well and put on a good show. But uh, as, as a hesitate to call them a competition vehicle because that's really not what it is. Uh, things have not progressed too much in terms of what the trucks are. And I think uh, Feld Motorsports, Feld Entertainment is perfectly content with that. Um, it, it, it's not, I can't call it a motorsport. It, it's a show. That's, that's pure and simple. That's what it is. Um, there's a racing segment at the beginning that uh, really is there, I think, only so that they can tell you that they gave you a two-and-a-half-hour show, three-hour show. Uh, I don't even think really the, the drivers take it all that seriously. But the, the freestyle and the, this new thing, I don't know how long they've been doing this for, this, this slow-speed two-wheel trick thing that they do segment where they've got it they got two attempts to perform some particular type of maneuver where the truck is only on two wheels for a period of time that i have to say really was impressive to see a machine that large 12,000 pounds with whatever 24 28 32 inches of suspension travel in the front 32 36 inches maybe more of travel in the rear be controlled by a few drivers in such a way um, I got curious into the tech and started doing some digging to see if there was any sort of things going on such as uh, shock lockouts for these big piggyback uh, nitrogen filled shock absorbers and, and things that they could do to manipulate the truck beyond just steering I didn't see, well, it's plainly obvious that they, they still are using the drive shaft braking. There's not individual tire braking. I couldn't really find anything in terms of lockouts on the suspension. So it made what some of these guys are able to do with the trucks just that much more impressive. Um, Ryan Anderson was driving son of a digger, and he did something that just, my head was going to explode. I couldn't believe he did this with a truck that big and this floppy. Uh, Sideswiped the jump and, and put the truck up on its right side two tires and drove forward for 100 feet like that, which we, we have seen him do. But here's where, it, here's where it gets really impressive. He smashes the brake, and in one maneuver, it flips the truck from being on the right side tires, forward, pitches it forward onto both front tires, 
and then he proceeds to back up on a moonwalk, and unfortunately, he didn't hit the, the complex of jumps behind him square on. It, it rolled up the left side tire, and the truck just flipped over on its right-hand side. And he made the comment afterwards that uh, for next time, he's going to make sure his crew chief is standing down there and can line him up with the jump because his intention was to actually do that moonwalk up over the entire jump. And I, look, it's not a motorsport. It's a show. But damn, that is a fucking show that, you, that somebody could do. That's more, that was more impressive to me than all the jumps, the backflips, all the other just foot on the throttle send it craziness that they do. And so hats off to that. That, that really, really got my attention. I was very, very impressed by that. Uh, some other impressions that uh, stuck with me was the lack of intro music. The only two trucks that had anything during freestyle, of course, the two dig gravedigger trucks. For the rest of it, there, there was none. Um, we talk in the sport of polling about why don't we have intro music like the monster trucks. Well, they don't. Uh, if you're hearing it on television broadcasts or whatever, uh, it's only because it's added after the fact. That's done in post-production. It's not happening at the event. And I have to believe that there's all kinds of licensing restrictions and usage and yada, yada, yada that goes along with that. And that's why, because if, if I or anyone else happens to be you know, live streaming a thing on our cell phone or we record it and, and put it up on YouTube later and that gets heard, it causes problems. And, and the record company, the rights holder of that piece of music, isn't going to come after me because who the hell am I? I don't have anything, but Feld Motorsports and Monster Jam does. So maybe that's just avoidance on their part. Um, don't know, but you know we talk all the time about you know why, well why don't why don't pullers have 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 come out music? Well, it's more like wrestling in that point, not like monster trucks because it, it wasn't there, didn't happen. And the other thing that was really curious, of course, being an announcer, I walked in kind of wondering how 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 these events get announced and uh, what it's like, and and boy, I'm just not. I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it, and I'm not so sure that the uh, the people who were doing it were really feeling it either. Um, you had a guy you never saw who rarely said much, names and distances kind of thing, and and two women who were, one who was interviewing the drivers, another who was up in the stands interviewing the crowd, and, and for the two of them, fantastic voices. They, they had a perfect diction, pleasing to listen to, um, no missteps, no miscues, no vocal problems, but both of them were very clearly using this as a resume builder and just waiting on KWTF to call with, uh, you know, the traffic reporter gig or something. No doubt about it in my mind. So that's my impression of Monster Jam. Uh, the next thing I wanted to get into was a bit more technical, and I can hear some of you leaving already. Boring. Uh... This was brought up on the Midnight Mistress message board a handful of days ago as a passing comment, and it's actually turned into a thread of its own. Not that anybody can fucking stay on topic, because we got a bitch about NTPA all the time. The a product from VP called Stay Wet, and there's another one from uh, a company called SNI called Tracklock. Uh, these are intended to be uh, things that get stirred into the dirt to maintain the moisture content of a track and I know of a couple of places where this would really really be important and first and foremost the question comes up well, how much is that going to cost it's not cheap at first blush 
Uh, five, it's, the VP stay wet anyway. I couldn't find a whole lot on the SNI track lock. The SNI, let's talk about that one first. Yes, is what I do know. It's a granular type treatment. Uh, you stir it in with the dirt. It's, I guess, good for a period of time. Uh, it's not a one-time use type of thing. But as far as what it does and how it works, whether it's being primarily marketed as a dust control or if it really is intended to be something that maintains moisture in the track, I don't know. So that brings us to the VP Stay Wet, where it can function as a dust control, but it's not applied that way. It, the dust control winds up being really a byproduct of what it does. It is intended to retain water in the dirt. Uh, a five-gallon pail of it uh, lists or retails for on the order of about $330. Now, that seems really expensive, but um, three-quarters of a gallon treats roughly 2,500 to 3,000 gallons of water. Um, most pulling tracks would probably be using a gallon and a half to at most two gallons uh, to, to build their track and prep their track. But it has a life in the ground of four to six months. So basically a season, a summer's worth. Uh, if there's a venue that, that gets visited twice, the second time around, the second prep, you would not have to add this to the track. Um, Dane Miller, I believe, is the name of the gentleman who came up with this stuff. And once he developed it, he partnered with VP to get it made. I found a podcast, a two-hour-long podcast, where he talks about the product and its application at uh, primarily roundy-round dirt tracks and talks about how it works and doesn't give away the farm course of what's in it. He's not, why would he? It's proprietary. It's not harmful to the environment, not harmful to the ground. It'll disappear on its own, but it does work as a wetness retention agent and um, works very well in dirt track. Now, not just dirt track usage. He has seen it used on a off-road style road course for Pro 4 and Pro 2 trucks and, and buggies and dirt bikes and what have you at, uh, I forget the name of the venue. It's, it's a big stop on the outdoor racing circuit in Wisconsin. They treat a one and seven-eighths mile long course with this stuff. And the, the way that they're working the dirt in and packing it is different, of course, from roundy round track uh, prep, but it does get used in that. And I've got to believe that somewhere out there in the world of tractor pulling, this stuff's been tried. I have a venue in mind for this that I would like to try it on if I can talk them into doing it this summer. And it, in particular venue has a week's worth of events leading up to the tractor pull itself. I'd like to see it get possibly applied uh, at the beginning of the week, see how it holds up through the, through the week of events, and then uh, maybe just do a touch-up on uh, the weekend for the pulling. I'd be curious about that. Um, so, he made some, some points, though, that, uh, about track prep that were very interesting to me. One in particular was he, he didn't advocate the use of a sheep's foot roller. I've always seen the sheep's foot is a very, very good thing. Uh, every track I have seen where a sheep's foot is used, the track is always better. And he says, don't do that. Essentially what you're creating is a, a pocket for dust to form and it leads to track deterioration. But I, I, I kind of wonder too if that is clouded a little bit by the way in which it's done on circle track racing. I Circle tracks, it doesn't seem like they work 
in nearly as deep as we do in the polling world, and it's, it's a little bit of a different thing. You have uh, a different attack uh, in terms of the car, race cars going around are packing in. Uh, it'd be like, I, I don't know, it, it's hard to draw a parallel. In, in pulling, it'd be like the Packer literally running non-stop and just beating the shit out of the track and, and that doesn't happen because we got greater blades and other things uh, going at it. The, the sled itself these days, modern sleds have grouser bars underneath and, and they're uh, chewing and churning and he, he does say that is important. You do reach a point where you have to turn the track over but again it, that's within the context of dirt oval racing whereas in pulling, we're turning the dirt over every time the track gets built. Sometimes more than once within a day even. So I think it's. I've, I think there's something to it. Uh, afternoon sessions at Bowling Green, particularly when things get a little dusty and dry. Uh, I forget which track it was in Illinois. I, I don't believe it was Mount Sterling. I think it was Freeport. Man, that place used to have a, used to be notorious for the dust bombs there. Uh, Brigden, Brigden, Ontario, the afternoon session, the Sunday session when we used to run NTPA over there for a couple days. Uh, day two, Sunday afternoon, it would get dusty there. Uh, this this product, I think, would have really helped that track out. Um, locally, yeah, I, I think the Armada Fair could, that track could benefit from the use of this. Um, it's a big maybe, though, because there's going to be some changes, potentially, uh, to the track at Armada that, that need to be probably tested out properly without throwing this on top and um, really knowing what works better. So, Lots of things in play there uh, as far as that goes. That's it for me. I am going to pray that we don't get a ton of snow in the morning so I can get to work because, you know, the kids have already got the school day off and uh, yip, 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 yahoo, but I still got to go to work and uh, so do lots of other people and I just want to get there safely and soundly. So that's my day tomorrow. We're going to head on into the weekend. And then uh, next week will be big things coming from the National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville. If you're stuck in this weather this weekend, be safe. Don't throw your back out. Don't do anything crazy. Good night. Something they need. But some days you kill it, and some days you just choke. Some days you blast off, some days you just smoke. But now maybe I do, and maybe I don't. Everybody says be there, but in the end, y'all know they won't. Honk, you gotta do around here to get a little recognition. 
Start to think I might be worth more to everybody if a house was dead. Well, there's some days you kill it, and some days you just choke. Some days you blast off, some days you just smoke. Sitting around wasting time And I'm tired of taking blame When I ain't done nothing wrong I'm tired of other people Trying to take what's mine And I'm tired of y'all playing dress up And trying to sing them old country songs Oh, now some days you kill it 